Welcome back to Book and Bottle, the podcast show for readers and non-readers alike. Each episode, I, Kalisa, attempt to explain one high fiction and fantasy book, while I, Holly, attempt to guess the plot and derail the conversation. While drinking, of course. This is our first ever author chat, so if you plan to read um, her book and future books yourselves, major spoilers ahead. And fair warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. This includes swearing, sexual content, and occasionally triggering topics. So feel free to sit back and relax with your favorite cocktail or mocktail and jump into a world far cooler than ours for the next hour or so. And you can head over to our YouTube channel to watch this podcast in video format. So in addition to this being the first ever time we've had a guest and completed the intro fine without messing up, we are very thrilled to welcome Allie Maddox. Allie, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me on. Yes, <laughs> we're so excited. You are our first author, so we're we're going into uncharted territory altogether. Uh, and so we've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while. Um, I guess just to get started, I would love to know kind of your background, how you got into writing, like what made you decide to go after this. Yeah. Um. So I <laughs> I started writing uh love and bones actually only about a year ago uh i started in december of last year um i wrote it between december and february um wow. i was which i know it, it's like a, about 144,000 words so it's kind of lengthy for that but um i was actually in the midst of pretty bad uh postpartum anxiety and panic attacks um after having my second child um it had been about a year since i had had him and i just was like still unable to get past them um and i realized i needed some sort of other outlet like something else to do to try to keep my mind off because it seemed like the second the sun went down at night i was in like the in full throes of panic um so I started writing um, and it helped kind of to distract my mind. Um, and I've always really liked fantasy. So that's kind of <laughs> always been more of a work. So that's <laughs> immediately where I went. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So how did you get the idea for A Tale of Love and Bones? So I was, uh, I brainstormed a lot with one of my best friends. So her and I talked a lot about it and I was like, I really want to do this. And we talked about doing it together for a little while. So we had started brainstorming and then we scrapped a lot of the ideas and then she wasn't sure if she wanted to do it. And I was like, I want to do this. I need something like I need to do something. So what ended up happening was I just started, um, we had brainstormed together, kind of the idea of the two sisters and doing something with, cause I like I really liked that idea, um, but we weren't really sure where we would go with it. So we brainstormed some of that together. And then um, when I, as I tend to do, just kind of hyper fixated on something and just, just went with it, right? And so I would just send her my ideas at night. She'd be stuck with me like texting her <laughs> nonstop, um, giving her all the ideas that I had and then texting her like page by page as I wrote it. And just mm -hmm. sending it to her, emailing it to her, or sending her screenshots of it from my computer and her reading it and giving me feedback on it as I went. That's nice. incredible. How fun to have somebody like along on the journey with you. Yeah, like, I obviously don't know much about all of this. I've just seen movies and it's like always a writer in their room by themselves, like clock ticking slowly. And they're just like, do, 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 do. So really cool that you had like a, a buddy to, to, to go with you through the journey. It was. It was really nice to have her. And I think I 
having her to kind of talk to about it the whole time is probably what made me keep going with it going you know after it. having mm-hmm. somebody to actually be like okay no this isn't terrible <laughs> <laughs> no no this makes sense you're going in the right direction that's amazing what is your planning process like I was scrolling through your Instagram and on one of your reels you used a word that I had never heard before but I think you were talking about your planning process or Answer? lack of yes yes <laughs> So what is that? It again? <laughs> so it's really funny, panster. So there's oh, pan- oh yeah, there's planners and there's pansters, and I learned this, and I was like, for a while, I was like, oh, I'm totally a planner. I've got it all laid out, and everyone was like, oh, really? And then I was talking to two other girls who are who are authors who are coming out with their first books, and uh, we were chatting about it, and one of them was like, that's not planning. I was like, no, but like it's in my head. Like I got it, I know what I'm doing. And she was like, that's not planning. Planning is like an outline and you lay everything out. And I was like, oh no, I don't do that. I just go. And she was like, yeah, that's not, she was like, you're a pantser. I was like, I feel like my whole life was just rocked. Like I had no You're like, no, no, I've planned it in here. It's all laid out. I was like, it's totally in my head. And sometimes there's like, you know, sometimes there's a, a note. There's usually a note on my phone, like in the notes app with like, don't forget you do want to write something about this later on. Right. Come back to that. Come back yeah. to that. <laughs> exactly. That's so yes, a panster. That is my planning process. Okay. That okay. is incredible. Yeah. So do you have like, a, did you know when you started, like how it was going to end or, or the whole kind of events and you just kind of fill it in as you go or? Yeah. So <clears throat> when I started, I knew I wanted to do three books. Okay. Um, so I knew I wanted to be a trilogy. And then I had it kind of laid out in the sense of I knew I wanted, I knew kind of the storyline like that I wanted to follow across the three books. I didn't have the full like third book completely fleshed out, like what exactly I was going to, what was going to happen in that one. But I knew I wanted, um, I laid it out in my head and was sort of like, I knew I wanted the first book to follow one sister and her love interest. The second book introduces the other sister's point of view. And then the third book is the other sister's point of view and her love interest. It's more dual point of view between the two of them. So it's kind of, and I've never read a book series like that. So I thought it would be really cool. Um, So I knew I wanted to do that. And then I had like the major kind of things figured out. But then, you know, I went and, the other day into book three and I added that was the real you're talking about I added like nine chapters into a section because I was like well this kind of skips ahead a week and it doesn't really need to and I could really put all these other things in here and I just pulled stuff out of thin air (laughs) fair fair Uh, so I'm just diving into more of like the writing process so Holly if anything pops in your brain I know I know you'll speak up I don't I will interrupt (laughs) um do you uh, is it ever a problem with like wanting to add more and more like were you having to take out stuff or I've had to take out I have had to take out some things I um I didn't do the like because I didn't know really anything about publishing or you know writing like I had always written when I was younger and whatnot um and had like other I wrote I painted I did like you know had always creative outlets but I didn't know anything about like how publish indie publishing works or anything so I didn't do like beta readers and 
arcs and like all of that stuff. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Um, so I just had a couple friends who also read fantasy books. Um, and then like two who didn't read it the first time around. Um, so I didn't take a lot out because I didn't really have that super specific feedback with the first book. The second book, I did remove some sections and based on some of the feedback I got, I reworked um, a few chapters, like really intensely reworked them, like almost completely changed them. And um, which had a little bit more to do with some of the darker elements and some of the triggering content to try to make sure that it's like portrayed the right way. Um, I got some really good feedback on that. And then I did add like an entire chapter in. So I think I went into book two with it being 159,000 words. And I think it left off just under 165,000. So added probably about like 6,000 words to it. Um, so yeah, it's, and, and it, I'd rather add than take stuff out. Taking stuff out hurts. Right. <laughs> I know. I was to say, is there some sort of like, I, I know nothing about this, but it's like, I'm in like the author brain. It's like, if I put this in, is there like a trade-off? Like, because I've added this, I need to like thin out this over here where it's like, no, 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 everybody's going to get everything and you're going to like it. I think it, I think it depends. I think it depends uh-huh. on what kind of book you have. Like, I think with fantasy, you can get away with more like having more detail, more stuff in there. Like that's what people expect. They expect the books to be longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you're writing like contemporary romance or something, it's like, if you go into all this detail about like what the scenery looks like, people are like, okay, let's move along now. (laughs) Carry on the plot, please. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think it depends, but it it definitely hurts. I took out a lot in, um, I actually had taken out a decent amount and changed a lot in the second book before I even sent it to betas because my best friend who had read through it, um, I know you guys just did the um, the Throne of Glass series, so I can say this to you and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But there is a character who she was like, you KL'd him and I don't like it. And I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, oh, you did. And you need to fix it. You need to fix this. So oh my it. gosh I was that's like, too funny I was like I don't want to chaos him and she was like then you need to go in and fix that oh my gosh but that's awesome to have like somebody there who's like kind of in that world with you so that they yes. can like see those things as it as they yes. sometimes pop up yes <laughs> if you ever need future beta readers we would happily sign up <laughs> and swear to secrecy as far as the podcast goes but right be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's no, that's great. Finding beta readings. It's, I mean, I've done it for a couple other authors now and I love it. I have so much fun um, doing it, but it's a, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of work. I, you know, those, the group and the group that I had this, they were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. But yeah, book three is slated for June. So how exciting. Look at you go. Kind of similar. Do you do you get your ideas out pretty well that you don't need to, you personally don't need to go back and edit a lot because like you've gotten the full flush idea like out onto the paper. So you don't have to go back and like tweak it because you did it right the first time, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know how, what I'm asking really. No. Did that make I sense? <laughs> I mean, I went through, so Love and Bones being the first one, I, I changed it a good amount in terms of like, I originally wrote it third person past tense and I was like I really don't like this and I changed it to first person and then I changed it to present tense so I went through and like edited the whole thing over and did it again and edited the whole thing over um but yeah I mean so I think I think I did my dog sorry 
you're good you can hear it that's her and her her bells um I think I did more I think I'm doing more kind of like roundabout stuff in the third book because I started using a different program I started using a program called Scrivener and you can like move stuff around so (laughs) it's a little bit easier you can write chapter by chapter so that's been easier for me in terms of like instead of having to like go back and do stuff I can yeah so loud I can um like I can leave a chapter if I'm like oh I don't really know like if I where I want to go with this I can leave it and like jump yeah. to the chapter um whereas when I wrote everything before and it was in word I feel like I don't know I feel like that was hard it was harder to like do the bulkier yeah yeah so I think I mean I I think I get all the ideas out there but then there's still a lot of like self-editing to try to go through and like find anything that I missed um timelines I have to like I write everything down because that's a big one that I like that I like the first book got it the timeline like lined up with moon phases and it like actually lines up correctly but the amount of times I had to go back and like check the like what number day I was on and where it would be and like yeah so yeah I do and sometimes I just wing it with certain things and then I have to go back and like that that doesn't make sense (laughs) I think I saw I was just gonna say I think I saw a reel a while ago that was talking about from a author's perspective um how sometimes like creating an actual map you can kind of screw yourself over because then you know people are looking and if they're getting from point a to point b you have to see where they're going through like does that make sense timeline wise and all of the logistics around traveling from different points and then it just goes on from there you have different kingdoms with different customs and like name origins and magic systems and it's just a wild world out there it is I distinctly remember in the second book being like looking up I'm 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 not kidding you looking up how quickly a griffin could fly but we have the commitments figured this out, right? Yeah, somebody. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. That's why they made Google for, the, exactly. for these moments. According exactly. to Wikipedia, the average Mo Griffin yes. can fly. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought you really Googled it just now. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, funny. what is it? I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember I got someone said something in like one section where certain characters like like they end up because of the magic systems and all that like certain characters teleport somewhere and then there are certain ones who end up taking a griffin and someone said something about the timeline and they're like well would be and i was like no 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 like i i actually looked it up. right <laughs> like so i made this I make sense so don't worry about it i actually have already solved that equation yes. if yeah. i teleport at this time and end up here how fast does the griffin need to fly <laughs> And I'm like, obviously I'm, it's, it's sketchy because again, it's a map that I made. Right. So like, right. it's a map that I made, it's not like there's any mileage in there to know exactly. Right. It's just like, oh, I feel like this is, if this is how long it took them to go on horseback from here to here, then this is how long it should take for them to go by Griffin. Right. Sure. Okay. We're right. going with that. Yeah. It's like those we'll buy it. questions. You have a Griffin heading Northeast. At 40 miles an hour the wind is going five miles an hour how long does it take them to get right that is amazing 
Holly, I think. Oh, but again, yep. awesome commitment to, to details there. Thank you. What is your favorite thing about writing and your not so favorite thing about, or I'll, I'll open it to like anything within like writing, publishing the whole creating books. Oh, okay. Uh, I can definitely tell you my not so favorite thing. My not so favorite thing is marketing in any way, shape or form. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't mind. I have no problem. I, I, I'm really sorry. Both my dogs are walking around on the hardwood. And if you can hear them through it, I'm really sorry if it's loud. Um, they're pains. But um, yeah, I don't like the marketing aspect at all. I wish that I could just like post videos. And I do post a lot of them. But I wish I could just post videos that were like quotes from my book and people would be like, yes, I want to read this. And that's never what happens. Like I post them. I spent so long making this like trailer of Love and Bones. And I was like, this is so good. It came out so good. And I posted it. And I remember on TikTok, it got like, like 75 views. And I was like, oh, okay. Not <laughs> spent, to like, the heart. <laughs> I spent like two hours. And then it's like, and then I, I, w I wanted really badly not to like show my face at all. Like I didn't want to do that. Like I used a pen name. I didn't want to show my face. Uh, I say I used a pen name I, that not for my first name, but, um, but I like, didn't want to show my face at all. And then I've said that to my husband. I'm like, every time I do a reel that has my face in it or a TikTok that has my face in it, it always gets more views. And it's so frustrating. So I'm like, I want to just be like, you want to. You want to look at this? Do you want to just, can I just flip through it? And you can, you can right. read it, right? And right. that never seems to, never seems to work. So that is my least favorite for sure is the marketing. Um, it's a lot. Um, yeah. And I think I, I think one of my favorite things has been like getting into the community. So like being in the indie author community, because I've made a lot of really awesome friends. Um, and it's funny to me just how many other like women who are moms and who are working moms like me who are doing this on the side and are writing these like phenomenal books. And I'm blown away by it, but I'm also really like a little bit disappointed that they're not getting as much like recognition because some yeah, like, credit and such. Yeah. Cause it's opened me up to this like world of books where I'm like, I haven't read a I haven't read a traditionally published book in months I think because I've been so like engrossed in indie author books which is great but like beta reading them arcing them or just like reading my friends books that have come out and it's that that's probably the best part of it is like finding all these different authors that it's like well I wouldn't have known who they were before because you'd never hear about them right that that sounds so awesome because I think that adds an extra layer of like it's one thing to read a good book like we we've that's what we do. We do plenty of that. But I think getting to know like the author behind it and maybe the story around why they wrote it or why they included certain things, like as with anything that adds a layer of personality that um, I think we as readers, me as readers and a teller to Holly <laughs> haven't got to experience quite as much. So the idea of being able to speak with authors like you is really exciting and cool because now we actually get to dig into the book more as well yeah it's very neat <laughs> that's awesome okay before I start talking about like a tale of love and bones specifically Holly do you have any other like writing questions or um 
we touched on it a dash, but in, in, I guess, anything you've worked on written so far, was there anything that you forgot about that you would like, like a character, a detail. And then when you went back through, you were like, and I never talked about that ever again. I guess I need to bring that up or get rid of it kind of thing. Do you have a moment where your brain was like, Oh, yep. Lost that plot. Whoops. Got to either tie it up or get rid of it. Yes, uh, definitely. It definitely <laughs> happened. It, it did happen where there were like a couple parts where, um, you know, like a character says something and my editor was like, do we ever find this out? And I was like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, you don't. That's just, that's just dialogue right there. There's nothing else. Right. Going on there. right. That's just happened. Or there is, I did make, I guess, I wrote like a plot point and then my alpha reader, <laughs> Courtney was like, Hey, um, I just want to bring something up. She was like, I know that you have like, cause there's more, there's like bond stuff in like my second book and you get, they get more into that. <clears throat> there's some of it in the first book, but there's more of it in the second. And that explains like different kinds of bonds. And she was like, I totally get where you were going with this. She was like, but the way you explain it, she was like, I just want to explain something to you. And she was like, to, I don't know. I don't know what I can say and can't say on this. Um, she was like, two, this is do not make a baby though. And I was like, oh yeah. She was like, unless your magic makes that happen. I was like, it doesn't. Right. Like, so you might, you might want to go fix that. I was like, good call. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that oh, is that. There we go. So yes, right, right. we're definitely parts of Mama, So you're just like, oh, right. Yeah. Gotta, gotta work that one out. Okay. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> And I have like this Excel spreadsheet that's absurd that has like every single character I've introduced in it so that I like okay. don't forget. Forget. Yeah. But that's important because I'm sure plenty of times people are out, right? And they're, they're like, oh, and this is going to be a great character because that's going to help them explore this part of their personality or whatever. And then, you know, they weren't important enough. And then all of a sudden you, you've lost them and you never hear about Jeremy ever again. And right. everyone's like, well, what happened to Jeremy? Like, is he okay? Like, I hope, I hope he's doing all right. Cause he was cool for a second. Right. Fair, fair. That is funny. And you fully do not have to censor yourself at all. Of this, so you're good. To fair, go yeah. <laughs> the other day I forgot though. And I almost didn't say fuck. And I was like, no, 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 I can Wait. say, this is ours. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> right, <that's laughs> yeah, all, all good fun. Um, okay, so I am very curious. What was your favorite scene to write in A Tale of Love and Bones? <laughs> so <clears throat> I I was uh, I was talking about this over the weekend, and I think, um, I, I definitely have a couple, but I think one of my, like, I think my all-time favorite is the first chapter. And I think it's because it's like, it's, it's super meaningful. Um, obviously like being the first one that I wrote and all that, but it's also, I think it's the, like it, it gives you that glimpse right off the bat into Brienne Ev and like, you get that tension between them right off the bat. And I just, there's something about it. And I'm currently having, um, a graphic artist that I know she's uh, I commissioned her to to do um a page over like a, a scene from that to do a page overlay for me um because like I I like Bria and Ev and the which you you but um like with the apple and and it's just it's my it's that's like my I don't know something about that one that's yeah. like that's my favorite um so I think that one was definitely my favorite and then um 
I don't know. I really, I have quite a few from the second book, but from this book, it was, it was that. And then I think, um, I really liked one of the scenes when Bria like first uses some of her darker magic. And when she first like reanimates bones and like does all that, cause it's, I don't know, it just felt, cause I've always been a dork and like magic and fantasy stuff. So uh, that was a really fun for me. That's awesome. Do you know where, like, you pulled all of this from? Like, was it just inside you this whole time and you finally just, like, let it out? Or, like, there were little bits, like, you saw this movie and that, like, really got you super into this thing. Or you read this book and that got you super interested into this other thing. Or it all just kind of, like, a giant culmination of life. Probably just a giant culmination. I definitely did a lot of, like, read a lot of fantasy um especially when I was younger. Um, I read a lot of like Dungeons and Dragon type books, like um, based off of Dungeons and Dragons, like those types of fantasy books when I was younger. Um, my husband and I played what Diablo together for, we played World of Warcraft for quite a few years back in college. Um, Cause I'm old and we played, so we played uh, when we first started dating, he used to have to get off the phone at eight o'clock to go raid oh. in World of Warcraft. So oh. that tells you how geeky we are. Um, and we played Diablo for a while together. We also played a game called Divinity, I think it was together. And those are like role-playing and magic mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff in there. So um, I don't know. So I think I've just always like liked Had stuff like, like that. So that world pretty... already. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. I, I think that was one of my favorite parts that stood out to me was when... Bria starts to to lose her cool and you explain it as like, you know, the the shadows and the nightmares are are coming out of her and she turns around and Ev is like, that was, that's amazing. That's beautiful. And like, that's so cool. And I think that's why so many people love um, kind of the enemies to lovers trope. That's not what this is. But when you can see that like darkness or any sort of like, it could easily that could be very scary and intimidating and for someone to love that part of you is always just so beautiful yeah that was a a fun part um so we like to read spicy books it's fun to then talk about it and we decided let's put this on the internet as usual um the tension between them amazing a plus <laughs> the just the playing with the hair and then it's the not right now but they also don't have time because of the whole prophecy and everything um just again in the fact that we have never gotten to actually talk to an author what is it like to write spicy scenes i i think i've he- i've heard from a lot of people that they that it's not like they don't love it and they like it. I I think it's awesome. That's I great. Love, I love it. <laughs> Amazing. So yes. I love it so much. Um, I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, I think it's I was just um I did a an Instagram live a couple weeks ago with two of the girls that I'm friends with, um, like two of their book girls that I'm friends with, and we talked talked about like words that are like your icks. And um, and I was like, it's 
that is something where like that can be tricky because you're like "Hmm, I don't want this to be repetitive and like you can moan you can groan what else can you do (laughs) like right right yeah like that you're like I don't want it to be too repetitive but then also it's like if you're a reader which I would assume most authors are like you probably have your own personal icks and like we talked about it we're like folds is one of mine like I'm never not gonna happen not gonna write it it's not gonna happen lots of people do lots of people do I'm not going to do it (laughs) so it's like there's you know so trying to figure like that out that part could be kind of tricky um and I don't know I don't want I think I tried to write them because I don't want them to seem too repetitive and like Mm -hmm. seem you know what I mean um but I mean, there's a lot you can do. So I think they're, I don't know. I think they're fun. I like, I liked it. I definitely do. There's way more in the second book. And it was just a lot. There's a lot more. <laughs> so fucked. Do you ever have to like hold yourself back? Cause like in your head, like you see the scene going and you're like, and then they do this and you're like, no, 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 not yet. We got to wait and do that another time. Kind of a thing. Yes. Okay. Interesting. I wasn't sure. I just like, I don't. I tried to write when I was little like I've got this like nice two and a half page like random story I wrote but clearly that is not where my head is so it's like getting into the mind of it all it's just so interesting yeah I think there's definitely yeah it's like trying to make it I don't know because I think it's it's like again depending on what you're writing right like if you're writing contemporary romance you probably can write like as many smut scenes as you want and it's not going to really it's not going to detract from it right but then it's like with with fantasy and it's like it's still really heavy plot so like I wanted to make sure I got that like the plot in there all the way like but at the same time get the smut in there and I do think that like writing it into the first book and having the first book be a slow burn I've actually talked to a couple other authors who their first book was also slow burn and I think that's an easier way to get into it. It's like writing a slow burn the first time and then you're like, okay, and you get a little bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. Um and then in the second book it's like by chapter 3. I actually had one of the girls who's arcing the book texted me yesterday and she was like, "Excuse me, ma'am, I'm only on chapter 3." And I was like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. You're welcome." <laughs> I was like, "Have fun." <laughs> right exactly I think it works out so well too because I agree a a lot of the really good series I feel like you can only go up it's harder to go backwards like if you have a book with kind of you know x y and z scenes and then you go to the next book and you're like where where is it what happened you're looking for it so the slow burn enables you to start you know introducing it without adding all the craziness and then yeah you can kind of kind of go from there but we also greatly appreciate your discretion on on word choice not that you you can never make ev- everyone happy but right. we've gotten to the point where we were continue to read a fair number and it does get our new joke is forgetting forgetting your name because that's what everyone yeah forgetting your name because so it was just so good you forget your own name and you're like yeah all right that good okay. <laughs> yeah this yeah yes yeah so it's but good um, for them but good for them yeah right <laughs> I was trying to think of other words we've read where we were like oh um the one that came to my mind I don't dislike it I just I don't know if my brain would have ever put this word into a sexual 
situation. The the spilling and spilling. He's spilling all over the place. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just, I see, I see. But I also don't know if like, I, I, it's not an ick per se, but I just, I'm like, I don't know if my brain would have got there. But all right, you've mm-hmm. written it and I'm there now. But it's, I, I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was, it's, I've pro- I think I've definitely written that. Um, and that, I, there's only so many words you can use. So you got to start getting creative and just using yeah. whatever you got, which I, I don't envy any of y'all for all that stuff. See the the ropes get to me when it's ropes. Oh my god! That's yes, yes. yeah, that's the one that gets to me. I'm like, really? Do we do that? That just sets really? you up for an interesting image. And I I think I I'm curious myself of if it would be different listening to an audiobook. Granted, mm. you have the right narrator because I feel like I can't take myself seriously in my own brain sometimes things so if you read a certain word and then I'm saying it funny in my head and then it goes downhill from there but I've done I've only listened to two audiobooks that were like spicy books the first one I will not say what it was because I ended up deleting it from audible because I was <laughs> trying to listen to it while running on the treadmill and I damn near fell off because I started oh laughing. boy Hysterically. oh boy <laughs> because it was the male narrator and he was talking like doing the dialogue between him oh. and the character and he giggled and I was like no and no I, lost it lost it and I deleted it I was like I can't I didn't even get to any of the spicy stuff I was like I can't do it and I also listened to I did a buddy read of <clears throat> morning glory milk farm with the minotaurs yep that's incredible was it a a well did they have respective female and male narrators no wait no no because it's all told from the it was the whole book's told from the female point of view got it yeah so it was just a female narrator yeah that's, Brilliant. that's another one where like I get the intent to be sexy but then when she's like they do so many ounces I'm like that's just I don't want to deal with it that's just me <laughs> yeah it was it, it was it was an interesting read it was definitely an interesting read which and I think again it's so subjective because I could read something like that and be like oh not for me but then I've read some other wild stuff and I'm like woohoo let's go yeah you you never you never know but it's it's fun I'm looking forward to I saw your reel that mentioned a bathtub scene oh yes (laughs) so I'm excited for that I do look yes there is a there's there's so there's there's quite a bit (laughs) because you've got for the second book because you've got an established relationship already and so that starts off pretty quick but then you have Namai, the other sister, you have her point of view. So her story is more of a slow burn. Um, so you've got the slow burn aspect for her, but then you've got the established relationship already with the other two. So I do also oh, cool. love Quinn continuously breaking them up at the worst moments because <laughs> you really are like, no, just go away for a little while. Right? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> I have a responsibility and I'm, I'm taking it seriously. Exactly. Thanks, Yes. I I think that is me in most cases when I start a new book, because 
I just, you're trying to figure out what are the rules of this world realm what can possibly happen here and my brain goes on like overdrive of focusing on on what could happen um for me the story really really picked up I was fully invested I think I finished the last like 20 chapters or so basically when they get to the castle and all that starts to go down I'm like okay what's gonna happen I think I finished that within like two days um and I forgot where I was going with that. I liked that part. It was great. I watched it leave your eyes. <laughs> it's gone. We're so good at interviews. There was a journey. The journey disappeared. Yes. Okay, if you're sidetracked, I yeah. I can tra- I can it. track a different track. Go I forget it. its name because it's not my job to remember everything. Maybe um, <laughs> the guy that like they're connected and feel each other and she can like use them for power but they're buddies right i really like that aspect because i feel like anytime in other books when like they can feel each other and sense each other's emotions they're like usually we're like romantically linked so i like that this was like a a purely like obviously he cares about her well-being and like what's going on in her life and like can he help her in any way but like i did really like that that was like a neutral like safe space and it wasn't like and then then he was gonna fuck her in the bathroom because they're so in love or something like that so I thought that was a cool relationship to like build in that a lot of other books do it a very different way which added a fun layer of making as a little jelly belly which was always enjoyable so that was really cool I like that a lot thank you (laughs) I do like that I like that she has the two you know she has like the two different yeah relationships and of like comfort and security yeah yeah and her and silas i think they that grows a little bit more in the second book too which is nice but it's never it's never a romantic thing with them so fun thank you for that i remembered where i was going i caught up with myself um i thought it was really cool the concept of the the king or those in power creating a fake god and being like no no this is what's real um how was it like creating all of the the history and the gods and folding that into the mix so i feel like i should if i can say this in a respectful and tactful way i am not a religious person by any means so and so like having my own sort of being able to kind of like build something like that wasn't difficult for me because I don't like I don't go into any of that at all um but it was it was fun honestly like building all that sort of stuff was fun um I did I really liked doing that I think that I think that I tried to do it in a way where like I think it happens a lot with religion or beliefs in general, where people can get kind of sucked into it and you can get sucked in in a way when you don't mean to. I mean, that's like literally what happens with cults, right? I mean, so it's, it's a, you know, so I kind of like had it. They in, were so nice. Yeah. Like, so I kind of had it in that sort of like, that's kind of what, you know, that's, that's more of the mindset that I had going into it with that. Um, but I, I enjoyed doing that I don't know I I liked kind of creating the like the history of it um I really enjoyed that it's hard to 
get it out in the right way. Like I will say that I know that a lot of it comes out in the book through Ev and through his, like him, like more his inner dialogue. And I know that that's something where that can be kind of slow for people in terms of world building. I tried to be better about that in the second book where a lot more of it comes out in actual dialogue and conversations and people to try to make it less like kind of having, I don't want, because I think that that's something that can bog people down in fantasy books is the world building aspect, right? If it's not done the right way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I tried to break it up, um, but it's hard because you just want to be like, okay, if I could just put you in my head, you can see how right. all know what I know. <laughs> right. But it's like getting it out on paper and not having it be like the like, you know, all that lore that you've like made up in your head. Like right. That- and please read three chapters of history so you understand where all of this is coming from and why this will all be related eventually. Yes. And then you've got me like trying to explain it to my husband one night when I'm like telling him about it when I'm first reading it, and he was like, You're such a fucking dork. And I was like, Oh, I know. <laughs> probably something i don't Listen. know <laughs> i was like i am well aware of that fact like this is fine fair because i guess well, I'm, all I'm... the nope go i can i can save it okay i was just gonna <laughs> ask um i know you said you have quite a history with all of the like you know video games and books and all of that was it easier to build off of that or did you still do extra research into like various mythologies and stuff like that to kind of fold it in no I didn't do any of the I didn't I didn't pull from any mythology or at least not purposely (laughs) didn't research into any of that or pull from it um I went more the route of like um they reference it a little bit in the first book it comes up a little bit more in the second book and then it comes up a lot in the third book. Um, they reference uh, witches and covens um, and there's a lot more with the elemental magic um, and it comes up a, like a little bit in that first book. You learn a little bit more about it, like how they, you know, in the history and all that and how they did that. But I, I wanted it to be very clear that there were gods who innately had these powers, but there was also there there was also magic from the earth you know what I mean that they had so other people could harness it in other ways um which that just makes sense to be more elemental right based Mm -hmm. in my mind so that was kind of where I went with it was like sticking to elemental and then like essentially life and death were the different the different ways that the magic kind of came to be I guess yeah yeah absolutely amazing I just, my brain, I don't, I know every brain is wired differently, which is what makes the world, like, go round, because we can't all be the same, but my brain is like, okay, so do you have all of this, like, in your head juggling, and you're like, I know where all of this is going at all times, I never need to stop and think, because I know exactly where all of these plots are headed, to jam, because my brain is just like, oh my god, like, I can't even think about, like, just the normal plot, but then, like, the behind the scenes plot of, like, why the plot is plotting, incredible yeah it's (laughs) yeah it's just my awesome cool brain there's always like there's always I don't know I've never I will be honest I've never been able to like shut my brain off like I'm already a very anxious person um so like then when I started having you know even more issues with that I was like you know trying to figure out how to quiet my brain um Mm -hmm. like it never stops which I think is what a lot of people with anxiety are like right it's like you just kind of like it's just going 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 always stuck on something and if it's stuck on my book 
and my books and my characters then at least it feels a little bit more productive than being like yeah. I'm gonna rehash that conversation I had five hours ago 17 times until I work myself right. up a panic attack about the fact that like, like whatever or yeah. like her tone was a little weird to. and I think she hates me now yes exactly um uh so it's like it 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 helps um and I always have like the notes app on my phone is absurd because there's always like I have I can tell you right now I have two chapters on there for a dark romance duet that I had just come up with the idea for while I was writing Love and Bones had started it it only has like 5,000 pages but I have it all like mapped out in my yeah head. it's 5,000 words 5,000 <laughs> words not 5,000 pages um that was and- so casual I was like whoa <laughs> so like five, only like five or six thousand words written in it and then so there's like those two chapters I can tell you I know were on my phone that I haven't transferred to my computer yet and then I've got like the next chapter for book three is like on my phone so that, that way if I'm like making dinner or I'm d- like doing the laundry and I'm like ooh, and I like start typing <laughs> and I have an idea that's awesome that's awesome but handy because then like if you're inspired in the grocery store it's not like you're gonna lose lose that train of thought right (laughs) speaking of anxiety the scene that gave me the absolute most anxiety was the dinner where (laughs) bria was supposed to be drunk she's just (laughs) chugging alcohol to try to imitate that i suppose evander's touching her she's sitting next to the the priest oh my god yeah, that Valerie. stressed me out slightly in a fun <laughs> it was a fun but i was like oh my god something really bad's gonna happen i think i don't know what but so i i, I don't see this ending well yeah there was no question attached to that just anxiety <laughs> <laughs> i can definitely see that i can definitely see that yeah that well, was a that was fun that was a fun one to write Oh, that actually made me remember in while I was writing my one of my favorite scenes like that to write, I have to say like to write like not like in the midst of it that I was like really excited about after I wrote it. And I still I couldn't tell you why, but was when they do get to the castle, the scene that is Evander, his dad, Eamon, and then Luthes. Like it's the 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 scene between the three of them when they have that conversation I don't know why I think it's because it was the introduction of Luth like I think that that's like I think it was I think that's part of it and you get to finally see like Evan and his dad together I don't know but I and Ed's kind of Ed's kind of like playing the bad guy in it but it was like one of my absolute favorites and I don't I don't know why <laughs> there isn't a good answer for that but it just it just was fair that's fair. incredible it, it it's it starts the scene it sets the scene of like this grand lie that you know it's it's riding on life or death essentially of like they need to make this passable which is a lot (laughs) awesome uh holly anything else i think i don't know i keep blurring them out pretty much as they're happening so (laughs) not at the moment (laughs) Okay, perfect. I believe book two is out now, correct? <clears throat> book two comes out on December 8th. December 8th. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't so want to say told you, but I read something <laughs> and I found it and I was going to be like, but I was like, I'm just going to chill because maybe then, then, you know, you start questioning yourself. You're like, maybe I read something wrong. <laughs> I, don't I have too much confidence. Words, I think I understand words. Fair, Very fair. exciting. 
so you've hinted a little bit about what's to expect. I actually read the post that you wrote about the, you know, badass female main character, cinnamon roll, male character. Uh, whatever you would like to say, as much or as little, can you let people know what yeah. to expect for the second book? Yeah. Um, so the first book is the first book is Bria and Ev. Um, and then the second book starts off with Bria and Ev, and then a few chapters in you get Namai, Bria's sister, you get her point of view. Um, <clears throat> so you get to see like her story start to build. Um, so in terms of what to expect, there's still a lot that happens with Bria and Ev. They still go through a lot. They have quite a few things to kind of get through in terms of what their future holds now that, you know, Bria's not dead. Um, <clears throat> and in terms of <clears throat> is she going, does she still have to die, like, in order to fulfill the prophecy and all that, and there's a lot that they kind of have to go through throughout the book with that, um, and, um, then there's, and there's quite a few revelations throughout that, and then, um, Nimai has, uh, an enemies to lovers <laughs> slow burn romance that happens, um, she is, there here's the thing with book one I have a list of content warnings and you know trigger warnings and whatnot because you never know what's going to happen you know with each person but a lot of the stuff is stuff that happens off page um book two is a little bit different where there is there are more there are darker things that happen on page um Nemai's character went through a lot in the time frame that she was um in East Hallow and she was in the dungeons so there's a lot in terms of flashbacks for her um in terms of like some of her anxiety um and her trauma like that she's gone through so there's a lot in there that's a little bit darker there's also a lot a good deal of trauma um and kind of PTSD type symptoms that Bria goes through because she did die um, and come back so there's a lot with that as well um, so it does have some darker themes some a lot more like mental health and you know trauma rep that's in there um, but then yeah Nemai's um, love story starts through that book um, <clears throat> and it's uh there's a it's good <laughs> it's good stuff it's good stuff you get yeah, that you yeah. get the friends to lovers with the first book you get the enemies to lovers with the second book so Awesome. I, I am excited Good to, to balance know. there. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited to get to know more because yeah, when we're introduced to her, unfortunately, she is drugged and out of commission and then she's able to loop back around, but then the book's over. So you're like, hang on. So I am very excited for for that. And that's also a good point to bring up because I think um as as just a reader, it's really easy to get kind of caught up of this like happy ending in a perfect world where okay Brie is alive great they can continue on and it's like well no hold on she did die that does a number I can imagine that does a number right. anyway I would think <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> that's uh really exciting yeah I'm I'm really excited I mean I loved the first book obviously I I mean I hope that people will like it when they read it I really do um I hope that more people will read it and like it, but I, I obviously loved it, but there was something about writing the second book. Um, and I think a lot of that, I think I, I remember I made like a, <clears throat> made a TikTok about this at one point about like, how much of yourself do you put into your main characters? And, um, cause it was something that really like 
that I really thought a lot about because especially I think when you're using writing as an outlet like a lot of people do and like I did you put a lot in there and I think there's Mm -hmm. it's funny because there's a lot of characteristics a lot of like quirks and characteristics that I put into Bria that are from me and there's a lot with Namai um and it's funny because even my editor at one point like Namai is very much a people pleaser and she apologizes for things and she does this and my editor was like oh this is you (laughs) how'd you figure that out (laughs) yep um so it's it's you know I really liked it I really liked um writing her point of view and kind of and getting that because it's different they are they're very different people um but it was yeah it's fun it's fun to kind of get that like that new perspective I think and I I love the second book so much I love it so much. Incredible. And it's exciting. It's it's really cool that we got to hop on this journey of, of your writing journey yeah. so early to see how you continue to grow. Because as, as we've continued on this podcast, we've been able to uh, revisit authors now as more and more books. I mean, they're coming out all over the place. That <laughs> sounds weird, but... Um, <laughs> and so it's it's cool to compare and see, you know, in the order that they've written stories to just see how their writing style has gone. Like we have done all of Sarah J. Moss's books now. So like comparing Throne of Glass, her earlier stuff to, yeah. you know, her newer stuff is widely different. Um, and so it's it's exciting to to see how you continue to, to grow and learn more about writing as well, because the first one was already really exciting as it was. So um I'm excited to to read the next one thank you I think I found I think I found my groove in the second book a lot more I bet I was gonna say kind of a catch-all question things that we don't the people don't know about being like an indie author publishing and then just in general for like people who like have the itch to write but don't know how to go about it like I guess little I guess a very different two different questions at the exact same time but <laughs> feel free to hit whatever notes on each of those that you'd like like things and even kind of oh my god here keep just going um things that maybe like you wish you'd known when you'd started or things you were trying to figure out but there was nobody to ask because you didn't you weren't in that world just yet so just whatever you have any knowledge I guess you want to yeah. throw at the people <laughs> I think it's I've I've seen a lot where people are like if you have the itch to write the book just write the book and I think that's mm. true I definitely think that that's like that's the thing like I like I work full time I have kids I'm in school like I didn't think that I was going to actually like you know what I mean like I didn't set out do to, the damn thing yeah right like to write it and actually publish it I just like I said I wanted to use it as an outlet because some sort of creative outlet has always been helpful for me to do that Mm -hmm. but I think so I think that like if you have the itch if you have the story in your head just do it um I think the things I would say about indie publishing specifically um I think an editor is really important you know I I even used a um a website called Readsy for my first book because I didn't know and I didn't have like I didn't make my like bookstagram author account I didn't do any of that until this that book was done I was done with it come back from editing like I like I was working through the edits that I had but it was done um and then I was like okay I gotta I gotta try to 
start something. And I started like a TikTok and an Instagram and I still, I don't have much of a following yet, but I mean, I only started it at the end of June. Um, so I'm trying to kind of, you know, I'd say you're doing great for end of June girl. Thanks. <laughs> trying. Um, but it's, you know, it's a lot, but it's, um, yeah. you know, I think if people are thinking about it, I think that, you know, creating like starting to create content and trying to get a following right off the bat is smart I was really nervous to do it like really nervous to do it and like I said really nervous to put my face out there um but I think that like I've seen other people who already have a little bit of a following or who have a bigger following and then they go to write something and I think it's a little bit I don't want to say easier but it's like you kind of already have an audience right that's interested at least yeah so like a little bit of that work's done yeah Mm because it's hard. The marketing aspect is definitely the hardest part. Um, and, but like editing is, is the thing where, you know, and I had talked to my husband about it, where it was like, you have to, like, people are like, oh, well, indie publishing, you don't have to pay the money. It's like, but you do because everything's on you. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. think all the subscriptions that you have to pay for, um, in order to like do anybody, it it, it is, there is a decent amount of money that has to go into it. And editing is the biggest chunk of that for sure. Especially if you're going in to the realm of fantasy, because they're long ass books and you pay per word. Oh boy. (laughs) So yeah. So most editing, it's like you, you pay per word. So the longer your books are, the more money you're paying. Um, Mm -hmm which is a lot. And that's not something I really knew, like how expensive that would be going into it. Um, but that's definitely like something, I don't know. I think that I personally think as a reader, something that takes me out of books a lot is when you find consistent, like constant errors in them. And I think I've had a lot of friends who have said that and like, well, I just, I'm not going to read anything by them again. And like knowing that I was like, I have yeah, like extra it. pressure to be like, this needs to be picture perfect. Yes. That was like my one thing where I was like, I have to pay for editing because like, I, I was like, I don't want it to be that someone picks up my book. They find 50 spelling errors or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, I'm never going to read anything that she wrote again. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's definitely like, it's, it's time intensive. It feels like a, another full-time job um, and it's expensive. I know cover design is another thing that a lot of people pay a lot of money for. I lucked out with the fact that my husband does graphic design and stuff. So he was able to, awesome. he made my covers for me. Um, awesome. Yeah. He said, I'm very difficult to work with, but um, <laughs> you were like, mm, I just want perfection. Okay. So just like be better. But I think that, yeah, I think like, you know, I think that connecting with other indie authors is really helpful. Like I, took the like leap and just reached out to someone like another indie author that I had followed on my own personal page like my personal Instagram page mm-hmm. for a while I made my author page and I reached out to her and she was like absolutely like what questions do you have and I mean I still made I still made plenty of mistakes but having someone else to kind of talk to about that yeah. stuff when I first started it was really helpful okay. um because you're gonna you're gonna you're going to make mistakes. Um, but there's enough of a community out there. And I think a lot of, you just got to find the right people. Um, but I think if people Mm -hmm. are looking for it, it's like, you got to know it's, it's a, it's definitely a big, it's a big time commitment. Um, but it's fun. And a lot of the people I've met have been amazing, honestly. Like I've met a lot of really awesome girls on there who have just been so supportive. And a lot of indie authors are really supportive of other indie authors. So it's like, you kind of have that. It makes a nice, create little a nice little community. 
yeah, yeah. support system yeah um that's awesome yeah that would be my advice oh and isbns make sure you buy your own because if you publish i just saw your post about that things you don't know until you you don't know what you don't know and then you know it you're like oh boy yes but i have to say that i am happy i actually am waiting on my paperbacks right now but i am happy with the way that the new one came out um and now it's like officially like I could sell it wherever I wanted to if I want to. So that part's really exciting. But yeah, that's something that I did not know going into it. I was like, oh, Amazon's going to give me one? Great. Right. Perfect. Yes. So my own fault, but still. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's like you said, do the thing. If you're going to just just do it. It, it feels like a silly question, but you should always ask silly questions. What is the best way in your opinion to support for for people to support um like indie authors yeah i think from what i've learned i think obviously like following them on social media and engaging with their posts sharing them so that you can get them out there more and i think the biggest thing is like reviewing reviewing their books um rating Mm -hmm. and reviewing them because Amazon pushes your books um, easier once you get to certain numbers of reviews. Um, And so when you're under 100 reviews, your book doesn't get pushed as easily. Um, So that's like a big thing is like sharing their content, making sure you review it, making sure you rate it um, and across like as many platforms as you can. So if you're buying something that someone self-published on Amazon, reviewing it on Amazon, reviewing it on Goodreads, posting about it if you have like book related accounts. Um, that's like a huge thing. And another big one is like, I think, um, if you have like Kindle Unlimited, a big thing is like, if you read the book on Kindle Unlimited to like get, it's a great way to introduce yourself to new authors and be like, I don't know if I want to buy this book for $20 or $15 or whatever it is, because I don't know if I'm going to like it but I can download it on KU, see if I like it. And then I think like what I've seen a lot of people say is like, I then go when I buy the book afterwards, right? And have it. And that's really helpful. Not that you have to, but it's like, that's a, that's a great way to like, yeah. or, or to then like purchase subsequent books of theirs in paperback mm-hmm. or hardback or whatever. Um, and if you're reading it on KU, making sure you read it from cover to cover because you get paid um... per page read and it's only... Point zero four cent, point zero four dollars, point zero four dollars, something like that. Um, that you make that an author makes per page that is read, um, through KU. So that's why a lot of people will be like, make sure you read it from like front cover to back cover, like swipe through every single page that there is. Every page, yeah. Um, so that's like a big thing because it isn't. It's a great way to get your to get people to take a chance on you. But like yeah. the return on it is like really, really low. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that I see a lot of indie authors say too. They're like, please like swipe through to the end of all the- of it. Yeah. yeah. Not a oh, silly question. Things you don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I did the math out recently and I was like, oh, wolf. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Do you have any, you mentioned you have a couple chapters, but do you have any other ideas for like other series or just books in general that you might want to do? Yeah, I have. So book three, my plan for book three was to have it done. My first draft done by the time that Dusk and Ember comes out. I don't think that that's going to happen only because I 
also have a class right now that I'm taking that ends in like two weeks. Um, so I haven't had as much time to write as I would have liked at night. Um, so I think it's more likely that I'll be done with it in January or February, um, which is fine. Like I said, it's all up here. It's a matter of getting it on paper right. on the computer, I guess. <laughs> but um, I, so I have that. And then I have, so I have a bunch of characters that are introduced in book three and I have a spinoff series, like a second series in this same world planned out. Um, but that follows these other characters. Um may or may not be a why choose series oh okay okay which I'm really excited about um Gee. so I have that uh which I believe the way that I kind of had it plotted out in my head and everything it would end up being three more books um but like following you know different characters like different set of characters basically um but in that same like in the same world that I've created um and then, yeah, I have a dark romance duet that I started, but that's kind of my back burner when I get like burnt out from this series and need to like work yeah. on something else for a little while. I pick away at that a little bit, but I haven't gotten too far into it to like have lost track of where I am or anything yet. So I just kind of like push through that a little bit at a time and then eventually I'll hope to be able to do that. Um, but Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll be, I am sure I will be sticking with the dark fantasy, dark romance area. I mean, Perfect. we're not going to complain. So. We knew we liked you. <laughs> not, not veering from that. Those will be the two. <laughs> I, yeah, those will be the two areas I, I know I will I will stay in for sure. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you um if you want to maybe just talk a little bit about what a tale of love and bones i feel like you can summarize it far better than we can but yeah yeah um so i have on instagram and tiktok um at author ally maddox um and then on there i have you know a link tree and all that stuff but um i do have a website uh same thing it's just author um and you it's um, I have an Etsy shop that I'm putting up. Um, so when my paperbacks come tomorrow, um, I'm going to be offering signed paperbacks. And um, I had stickers. I made stickers with some character art of Brienne Ev and a few other things. So I made some stickers. I'm going to be making more. Um, but I'll be offering signed paperbacks and then eventually hardbacks. But I'm waiting quite a long time for my proof of my hardback to come in. So once that comes in, I'll be able to have those up. But I'll be offering all that through my Etsy page and eventually my page overlays once they're done too. So there'll be lots there. Um, I do have an account on Facebook. I will admit that I rarely open it. Um, I'm not good about that. <clears throat> so <laughs> it's there. I just don't do anything with it. Um, and then, yeah, so... Um, Love and Bones, this is, this is, I don't have, I still have my one with my little, not for resale, but this is my new cover um, and my new formatting with the skulls and stuff. Um, but so it's up and running again on Amazon. So uh, it's available on Amazon. Like I said, the um, signed copies will be available on Etsy soon. And then it is, um, I mean, it's a slow burn, friends to lovers, fantasy romance romantasy if you will story um it's filled with magic it's about two sisters um who are 
two halves of a prophecy um, that's supposed to eventually save the world. Um, and book one follows Bria, one of the sisters, throughout her kind of navigating that prophecy and also navigating her love life and saving her sister. Um, so it's got a lot of action and adventure, slow burn spice. Um, never great about talking about it, but that's, uh, <laughs> but I always struggle to, to wrap it all up, but that's, yeah, that's the gist of it, I guess. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Holly, anything else or Allie, anything else you want to mention before we wrap it all up? I was just gonna say shout out to Juliana from Into the Fold who connected us to you because that was a really awesome fun thing that like not that we wouldn't have found you eventually probably but she definitely got us to you a lot faster so that was awesome so thanks Juliana so funny story about that I don't know if she told you to this or not but like or if I told you when we met the first time but she um works with one of my closest friends she works with uh her husband and okay. so Juliana does and um my friend had I'm not sure if it was the paperback that she had gotten yet I don't even think it was it might have been my proof because she left my house one day with my original proof of love and bones because she was like no 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 oh, I'm what? reading it now so she <laughs> yeah. left with the physical copy and she went and she was at work with him because she was on maternity leave and she was at work with him and I think it was then and I know Juliana picked it up and was like flipping through it and was like yeah this is really good I want to read this <laughs> and so yeah. I was like and she has been like she connected me with quite a few different people um you know a couple different people who have read the book and who ended up really liking it um she wrote me such a wonderful review um she is the reason I realized that my books were a little bit more in the realm of dark fantasy than just oh. straight fantasy that was definitely I credit her with that and she's just been I, just so supportive like she doesn't, Amazing. you know, she doesn't owe anything to me. She just genuinely liked my book and has been, yeah. she's actually, she's arc reading Dusk and Ember right now for me. Um, She's been so awesome. So I agree with the shout out because yes, because <laughs> she's just been yeah. It's crazy how life works like that. Like, because if your friend hadn't brought it with her, like maybe this yeah. would have happened in like, you know, a couple more months or something. But like, just the universe just really works in mysterious ways. Right. It was so, I was, yeah, I was, I was very surprised. And she was one of the first people to read it because of that. So like, it, you know, it's still, it's not like it's very big. It's not like a lot of people have read it. So um, she was one of the first people to do so. And it was really just very nice. And then she's consistently like recommended it to people since then, which I am so grateful for. That's awesome. That's Yay. awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah. There are good people in the world. We can, we can believe in humanity. <laughs> I, I think that's a fun part too, is that even we've gotten uh, more into the like book podcasting community because we just started reaching out to people randomly to be like, hey, we both talk about books. Do you want to be on our podcast? And genuinely always just amazing people. So it's always great vibes. That's really Definitely. cool. That's really cool. Um. I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you follow them or have talked to them at all, but um, one of the, the how I was talking about how I made like an indie author friend who kind of helped me through stuff was um, Hannah Till. So um, she wrote, she writes some, um, she has 
<laughs> a contemporary romance shattered and then she has the celestra series that she started and she has two books out so far but her and two of her friends do um a podcast called the rainy day smut brigade so that's amazing it's uh <laughs> it's funny so she's um i think they're i think they're reading she she they posted like a teaser of their next um their next season and they are i think they're reading love and bones on their next season which will be exciting for me uh, but yeah there's yes. there's is really funny and they have some uh they have some good um some good books on there that they've done so i i highly recommend that and they're just all like really really nice so another another good podcast for you to yeah fantastic the, the magic continues to work now we'll go right. check out them <laughs> right <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to this, for your time today, for answering mm-hmm. all of our author questions. We talk with another author tomorrow as well. And hopefully if this can keep going, I'm excited when, you know, probably I'm going to assume next year sometime we can get together and, and talk again about your next book. Uh, and then maybe we'll have, we'll have the next, our interview skills are going to be so much <laughs> better right we used so much but we asked all the really good questions yeah <laughs> i think it was wonderful and it was a lot of fun and i i mean and i can't thank both of you enough for taking the chance to read my book and then actually wanting to talk to me about it it make it's surreal but feels like really good to know that anyone has read it and actually enjoyed it enough to want to even talk about it <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely like i said we I feel like we're just very chill people and we just like to have fun so we try to spread that to other people as much as possible that's kind of our goal so, i love that yeah yeah especially when they're good people so like we're happy to support other great people yeah this is very much a thing where like everyone can win that's that's the brilliance of the the book world so it is it, it really is i think i've i've seen stuff recently where people have talked about you know there are obviously going to be people out there who you're going to try to support them and they're not going to necessarily give it back to you. And it's one of those things where I remember saying to my husband, I think it was my husband who said it the first time too, where he was like, who reads one book? And I was like, right, nobody. <laughs> so like, why can't Now you that attitude. Well, like it's, it's true. It's like, what is the other authors aren't your competition? So like somebody's going to be like, you know what? I read this and I'm done. I never have right. to read again in my life. Right. Like that the done <laughs> so it's you know um but yeah but I have I have loads of friends who write dark romance so I can hook you guys up with some other authors fantastic absolutely brilliant awesome well thank you for joining us on our first little author chat thank you both so much you were a blast um, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and let us know what book suggestions you have. And if you read Allie's, like, let us know what you thought and let her know what you thought. And leave a review. Swipe through all the pages. Yes. We have the yeah, to-do Yeah, we learned a lot. <laughs> we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you have uh, more questions for her, we would be happy to pass those along. And I know for a fact she would answer them herself if you were to message her. Uh, so you can email us at bookandbottlepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at bookandbottlepodcast where you can see what episodes are coming out next, vote on books to read, see some behind-the-scenes content. Until next time. <laughs>
books, books down, down and, and bottles up. up. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> we had to mess up at some point or else it wouldn't be us. We sure did. I'll mend to that. <laughs>